Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the debut episode of The Space Between Your Ears. I'm Brian Katie, joining you live. That's right, we are L-I-V-E live here on YouTube. Again, my name is Brian Katie. Uh, you might be familiar with me from various sporting events I've done PA announcing for through my time with uh, my radio career from like oh six to 2016 roughly now i'm moving into podcasting just want to let you know that uh you can follow me at any time at brian katie on twitter b-r-i-a-n-c-a-d-y i can also follow uh send me comments any questions you have um regarding me regarding the show uh and we'll get into what the show is about and all that stuff uh my email will be brian.katie at GodzillaMedia.com and I uh, want to thank Godzilla Media because this is the best for the coming out party you know uh, in, in sports terms as me and Gaz have uh, kind of discussed uh, a little bit you know this is kind of like National Signing Day as is the way I'll put it for those who are not familiar with college football or basketball or you know the recruitment sports recruitment process through high school you know the, the, the big recruits the five star recruits will have you know, they'll, they'll kind of broadcast their decision. They'll have, like, all these different hats on the table in front of them with, uh, you know, different uh, schools like a Florida here, uh, USC here, Alabama, whatever. And then they, you know, they, they pick the, the hat from the school they're going to go to and put it on, and that's their decision. Kind of like that for me right now as the fishery signing on now with Godzilla Media. Very happy about this. This is Really, me getting into podcasting has been a long time coming. It's something that's been in the back of my mind for a while, uh, especially the last, I'll say, two years. It was just about right place, right time, right opportunity, me being in a good place, and just knowing the material I wanted to do. And this is definitely one uh, topic that has... Over the last couple of years, grown to be very important to me. So my hopes for this show, let's just break down the title real quick. The space between your ears. Obviously, I'm referring to the brain, uh, which, you know, if, if you've seen the logo, which has been going around Facebook and Twitter over the last, oh, 24 hours. This is going to be a podcast about mental health. It's going to be about my adversities with mental health particularly the last couple of years. It's going to discuss my life story and how it factored into the mental health issues I've been addressing the last few years. I also, over the course of time, will have people on the show to either discuss their, their journeys with their own mental health or professionals in the medical field to discuss mental health issues at large. So there's that. Plus... We're going to have, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I mentioned my email address. If you send any comments or questions in, I'm more than happy to bring them on the air. If you don't want to bring, if you don't want me to bring it on the air, that's fine too. Just make sure you notate that if you send me an email. Because here, here are the hopes I have for this show. Number one, I want to open up three things in people. I want to open up people's minds to not be afraid to ask if someone's okay. I want to open up people's eyes to watch for any warning signs of depression in those they love. And then I want to open up people's hearts to not view people with mental health issues as weak. 
because I feel like that's been a pertaining stigma and it's slowly been broken down over time. I feel like the last, especially the last 10 years, but there's still that stigma out there that dealing with mental health issues, discussing mental health issues, especially in a public forum like this, uh, it's weak. And it's not weak. If anything, having the ability to take those issues and bring them to light, like we've seen certain musicians do recently, uh, certain professional athletes do recently. This is about allowing people to learn from each other and grow and get better and get into a much a, a point of clarity is the way I'll put it and to embrace all those issues and face them head on that's the big part of what I hope to see get accomplished opening people's minds their eyes and their hearts so we got to a point where I got to a point where as I'll put it there was acknowledgement and acceptance so what I want to do is I kind of want to get into the behind the scenes of how the concept of this show came together because this is not something that I just thought of last night and said, hey, Gaz, can I do this with Godzilla Media? This is not at all like a, 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 a off-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of idea that came around. This has been building for a while now. So here's how the concept of the show came together. 2019 was when things really started going south in a much more expeditious manner than they had before. My way of dealing with stuff growing up was just stuffing it and putting it in the background and just moving forward and living life and never ever doing with them properly. That goes with relationship heartbreak. That goes with grieving death. That goes with social issues that goes with physical health issues i just stuffed it all in the back put it in the closet locked it up threw away the key and would just move forward that's how i dealt with issues for a long time and a big part of that looking back is because for a long time and even in dribs and drabs still to this day i'm big about pleasing people and doing what I think they want me to do and saying what I believe they want me to say. And basically putting what I believe to be other people's opinions and hopes and dreams before mine. Which lets me, you know, being a, a, a very straight up liar uh, a lot of times. And just, you know, I would just try to patch everything over the lies. Lies, lies, lies. And... It was what it was, but, you know, in the meantime, I was going through life, especially, as, you know, a child and a teenager, I was going through life in a single-parent household where my father was, when we did, when my sister and I did see him, it was a once-a-week visitation. It wasn't, it wasn't a consistent parental household except for my mother. 
So when my father moved out, when I was like six or seven, you know, I, I very much viewed myself as like the man of the house. So if I had issues, unless it was something that where my mother would have to be involved, like school, for example, I just stuffed it. I, I didn't want anybody to know. Nobody needed to know any issues I was having, you know, if there was any bullying at school or if I did something, you know, stupid, if I was feeling a certain way about something, you know, I, I, there wasn't, I didn't feel the need to share that. But we'll get more in depth with my upbringing and all the different topics that led to 2019. You know, we'll get to that down the road. But 2019 was, was pivotal for me. I had met my now wife in, tw- in 2016. We got together and became a couple in the January, in January of 2017. Uh, my wife and I have been married for about uh, over six months now when 2019 started. We got married June of 2018. So when January 2019 came around, I had been married to my wife for six months uh, with her for almost two years. And I had just been... I just got a job the previous summer, August of 2018. I had gotten a job with a local company named Amsterdam Printing. Um, not a whole lot of people, which is interesting. It's a local company, but not a whole lot of people know about Amsterdam Printing. It's a local subsidiary company, I should say, to be more specific. They're a locally based company in that their only main office is in Amsterdam. But they have production warehouses here um, in Amsterdam where I am living. So Amsterdam Pudding was like calendars, promotional products, things of that sort. And I was doing sales for them, telephone sales. Loved the people. Made some really good friends there. And didn't mind the work. But when it came to was it what I really wanted, I, I had my questions. And then came uh, basketball season, which if you know me well enough, you know that I, uh, I love basketball season. And that's like the busy part of the year for me from, we'll say, early November through mid-March. No, I'm really busy. Now we have live PA announcing again after COVID. I'm taking over as the new PA announcer for the College of St. Rose basketball programs. I had done work in the past for Sage for about six years, Brian Stratton College for a year or two, and I've also been doing the Section 2 Girls Basketball Championships the last three years, but I'm also now the official voice for New York State Public High School Girls State Championships. But basketball season, that's like my main thing, and there was some pushback between HR, my supervisor, and myself because obviously I want to make as many games as possible. They were restricting me to a certain number of dates, and I just kind of bit my tongue and let it go. And I let everybody know, hey, this is the situation. I hate it. I know you hate it, but this this is what's up. And people, thankfully, were very, very understanding about the situation. But that was like the start of me. That was the start of me internalizing a lot of venom towards that company. And really starting to feel out of sorts, like beyond just anger. I, I wasn't sure what I was, to be quite honest. I was the, the best way to put it is I was feeling numb to the point where I didn't even want to get out of bed. I didn't even want to 
go take a shower, brush my teeth, and go to work, even though it was only a five-minute drive from my apartment. I just had zero desire to do anything except lay in bed all day, watch YouTube or TV, and do absolutely nothing else. So at one point, I took a, a leave of absence from work. It was ironically the final month of the high school and college basketball seasons, and I ended up returning the week after the state girls' championships ended. And yes, I very much purposely planned it that way because, like what her phrase, I was an asshole. <laughs> so I went back, and, and that was mid-March, so I went back. And then all of a sudden, I was negotiating on the side with my good friend Brian Spagnola, who was looking for a new a PA announcer for that upcoming season of Amsterdam Mohawks baseball, which is a collegiate-level uh, collegiate baseball league that runs from basically Memorial Day up through including the playoffs up through early to mid-August. So I got a hold of their schedule, and I got the gig. I got a hold of their schedule, brought it to my supervisor, and said, hey, you know, here's what's up. You know, what can be done? And again, went back and forth, back and forth. And now I'm really heated because they're trying to do the same exact thing they just done to me for basketball season, except I'm trying to make a good impression for my first season with a brand new team that I'm looking to make a long-term investment with because they are five minutes from my door instead of, no offense to them, but College of St. Rose or Hudson Valley, they're 40 to 50-minute drives from me door to door. Shuttleworth Park is a five-minute drive from me from door to, oh, to um, main gate of the field. I get a lot of venom. But also, now this, this numbness was returning. So, basically, my anger towards the company for all that stuff was turning into this numbing feeling of not wanting to go to work because I didn't want to miss the stuff they, were gonna have, they wanted me to miss. So, again, I took a leave of absence, and this was early June, sometime around Father's Day. And then eventually I just came to a decision when I was supposed to come back from my leave of absence at the end of the month, I just came to a decision where I said, hey, you know, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Screw you guys. And that was that. So I left the company. I finished the Mohawk season. And except for a few months at the end of last year, I've basically been unemployed since. This will, and this just grew. Just not myself. I lost uh, a certain... Pep in my step would be the best way to put it. And that things were just growing inside my head. And I needed to... I needed to do something about it. And finally came... And I, I will remember this date probably for the rest of my life. It was Saturday, September 28th, 2019. The night before, I had been informed by my wife... Over the course of the week leading up to that Saturday, uh, my mother had asked me and Rochelle to come by after I announced a volleyball doubleheader for St. Rose on that the 28th. And of course, I said, yeah, I didn't think anything of it. I just assumed it's another family gathering. She wants to see us. We, she hasn't seen me since, I believe, my birthday, which was about two months prior. So I was like, yeah, whatever, sure. 
Uh, come to find out that when I got to my mother's house, it was an intervention. And obviously my wife is there. My my mother and her boyfriend, her living boyfriend, and my uh, younger brother who still lives in that house were there. Uh, my father and his wife and uh, my sister uh, came over. My other sister and her husband came over. Uh, my sister's best friend and her boyfriend were over. Or no, not her boyfriend. Just her. Uh, my sister's best friend was over. Uh, my Aunt Eileen was over. And they all basically... I just... I let them have the floor. Uh, and I just sat, I sat there and took it all in. Uh, through anger and sadness and, and tears and blubbering. And I, I, I just let them all speak their piece. And they had every right to have that moment because they had sat back for, depending on how long they knew me, you know, a couple years or my entire life, and bore witness to all this. So I, I let them have it. And so they all get done. And I'm basically at a point where, I mean, I can't deny anything that's been brought up. I feel awful that they all feel this way. And um, and so I said, all right, what's what's to be done? What's next? And it was recommended. Um, I believe my mother was the, the leading voice on this. Recommended getting a, an evaluation done at Albany Med to always get something in my records of a mental evaluation being done and then look into some kind of therapy. And I agreed because, I mean, I didn't have a choice in that matter. I, I, I honestly didn't. Would I have said no if given the option anyways? No. <laughs> I'm, I, I wouldn't have. I would have gone along with it anyways. But I was, I was at a point where it had to be done. So that following Tuesday, I went to Albany Med with my mother next to me. Uh, and eventually my wife showed up after she got out of work and we sat in Albany Med in the ER and they did vitals on me like they usually like they do with anybody else who shows up and they had somebody from their psych team or whatever uh, come by and do an evaluation of me, ask me questions and basically trying to figure out if I needed to go to inpatient right away at that moment or if I could explore options on my own. They deemed I could explore stuff on my own and the records were forwarded to my primary doctor and I was on my way. At this point, by the way, I had already been put on medicine to address my depression back around the time of my first leave of absence from my previous job. So around February-ish was when I started taking uh, citalopram. Um, so anyways, going back to the current day of this story. So I go from that eval the end of October, I took myself, no wife, no mother, no parent at all, no sibling. I took myself from here to Saratoga. I took the uh, half-hour drive and went to Four Winds and had their own team do a psyche eval on me. 
and it was a lot more. Th- oh, not a lot. Let me find my words. A lot more thorough than the Albany Med evaluation. Um, not to not to knock Albany Med. I'm just saying, you know, four wins. This this is what they this is what they focus on. So I I, I knew it would be more thorough. So they uh they do the the, the they do it and then um. So the end comes where they're going to make their decision, and they end up deciding that I basically have... uh, I don't have a need for inpatient. So basically came down to their outpatient services, and the program they recommended because of a lack of proof, and there wasn't any proof at the time, of any suicidal thoughts or wishes or ideations, uh, they said that the intensive outpatient therapy would be the best way to go. The half-day program at Four Wings. Which meant I was still free to stay in my own residence. I was able to bring myself to and from therapy as long as I had proper transportation. If not, they were going to provide it for me. And... It was a four- to six-week program, depending on how fast or how slow I took it. And then they would recommend me to a therapist afterwards. Obviously, I said yes, went through the journey, was done by Thanksgiving. Uh, ish, Thanksgiving-ish. I think it might have been the first week of December, technically. And then I took on an, my own personal therapist in January of 2020 and, and continue to speak with my therapist. Um, aside from me being an ass and causing a gap of time to pass at the end of 2020 under my own stupidity. Um, but aside from that, generally speaking, I see my therapist. I speak to her every two weeks. Um, she's a wonderful lady. And um, I can't speak high enough of her. Um, she's done. She's been great. And, um, you know, what we're still at that point where, yes, it's been what? 15 months, 16 months of talking to her. But A, it's only once every two weeks. Um, plus, there was a four-month block where, again, I was an ass and didn't stay in contact with her, so we never spoke. Plus, she was sick and had stuff going on around the holidays, so whatever. Um, so really, I've only been in touch with her for, let's say, once over the week for a year. And even then, we've only just scratched the surface. We've only just scratched the surface of what's going on. Um, but they're great sessions, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, so now as I was going through all these steps, um, through the intervention, through the evaluation at Albany Med, the evaluation at Four Winds, the, the, um, the IOP treatment at Four Winds, and then individual therapy... I I got thinking about writing a book and I had given a title for it which uh, I hope uh, people with immature minds don't laugh too much at this but I was calling it Tackling the Big D, A Journey Through Depression. Maybe not the best title for a book but I was trying to think of something that popped. Um, but uh in the end, you know, the, the book might still happen down the road. I'll put it that way. I'm not totally shutting off my, my mind and my heart to a book down the road. 
Um, but a couple of things. Number one, I, I think it's just too soon because this is only, even though it's I've been properly dealing with this issue for about a year and a half, it's really only the beginning of dealing with it. So I, I think it's still too soon for me to just have a knee-jerk reaction and turn around and, and, and delve into a project like that. Um, and that made me think that this podcast is more beneficial because it'll be a weekly thing and you'll get to see me at my best and at my worst. Like, I'll be blunt. If I'm having, if I've had a craptastic week, I'm going to put it out there for you guys. I'm not going to hide that. If I've had a good week, like I've had this past week, busy because I was trying to figure out the, uh, the streaming software, the equipment that I bought, the soundboard, the mic, you know, getting... YouTube synced with the the streaming service I'm using and all this stuff. It was it was it was a busy time, and again, I'm not going to hide the fact that I have a bad week, but this was a good week. So that's one. Two, although I think I'm a good writer, when it comes to certain topics, I can be a very good writer. My own first person stories. You can ask anybody who knows me well. I sometimes have a tendency to go in circles in my stories and get very wordy. Like, I probably had them with this one. So, it would probably take a lot of drafts and editing and rewording. And I just don't have the time or the patience for that right now. To go along with that, number three, I would prefer not having a ghostwriter or a, a co-writer. Because it's my own personal journey and... I would want my own words without any twisting or rewarding being done by somebody else. Not that I would let somebody I don't trust do it, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's me. It's 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 mine. So I'd want it to be mine all the way around. So, I mean, I have an outline. You know, I here, here's here's the basic outline I have for the book. You know, it's it's all on a sheet of paper, front and back, and it's gonna be. To be very blunt, that's going to be the outline I use when discussing my own topics about my life and my struggles. This is going to be the outline for at least the start of this podcast. Not including, you know, the episodes where I'll have guests telling their stories and, and things of that sort. So what was the next best option? Well, obviously you see it right here. Uh, but before we get into that, I uh, just want to give a special shout out to... Uh, my buddy Chris, who is a fellow graduate of CBA Go Brothers, and uh, I want to thank him and his company, The Helling Meals Inc., for being a sponsor for today's episode of The Space Between the Years. Uh, Chris, like I mentioned, fellow graduate of CBA, and uh, he did what, what I didn't do. He did the four-year program at Siena, where I did the one year of failing out and leaving. Um, but uh, Chris, was a, he was a comp sci major, uh, a biology minor, what, he's a cook now? Well, here, here's the backstory. He was a programmer, a website programmer, and doing tech sales. But Chris just, he wasn't feeling it. You know, kind of like me at certain points with certain jobs I've had the last five to six years. I wasn't, wasn't feeling it. I felt like there was more out there for me. Uh, same thing for Chris. So, you know, he talked to his now wife and his family and just decided, hey, let me... Let me try out cooking because he I, he loves to cook. 
And he was like, screw it. Let me, let me give this a shot. So about five years ago, he launched the Healing Meals, Inc. with the intent to provide people with quick, healthy alternatives to fast food when life's getting just too hectic to even bother one to cook a meal at home, especially after a 12, you know, 10 or 12 hour shift at work. Who the heck wants to cook? Who wants to turn on the burners, take up the pots and pans and, and boil this and saute that? It's No, no. It's not a diet, though. It's not a weight loss plan. It's just the ability to eat healthy food conveniently and affordably. This is how it works. You go to thehealingmeals.com to see the menu for the upcoming week. You order everything in advance, and then you schedule a pickup or delivery time based on your schedule for their pickup or deliver for their uh, the days they're open, which are Monday and Tuesday. And the deadline for all orders is that Sunday, and you can order as much or as little as you like. Plus, the Healing Meals has reopened their storefront for special hours on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with frozen meals available for purchase at buy one, get one half off. And, and this is just during Sundays, Chris is also providing fresh made-to-order items like breakfast sandwiches, pizzas, salads, and smoothies. So for more information, go visit thehealingmeals.com. And when you pick up your goodies, say hi to Chris and tell him Brian Katie sent you. The next best option, obviously, from writing a book, to me was doing a podcast. So earlier this year, um, to, to kind of mesh my story into, uh, mesh, excuse me, mesh someone else's story into mine, uh, earlier this year, Gaz is gone from Town Square Media, which was one of my former employers, and he starts building his own brand of podcasts. He has, he has a, a like a half hour ish version of him covering sports news from the week, and he has an interview podcast. And I checked them out, checked them out, and after checking them out, I was like, Is "This guy looking to do more." So um, I was curious. Now, I'd only met Gaz once before briefly at a radio remote that he was working at a, uh, a local, uh, a local uh, drinking hole. But I really didn't know the dude any better than any of my neighbors that I live in the neighborhood with right now. So I reached out to him on a total whim, a leap of faith, whatever you want to call it. And fast forward about three months, and here we are. It's launch week of the expanded programming lineup for Godzilla Media. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing another one that'll be on weekends. Um, if you happen to be a pro wrestling fan, I highly suggest you check it out. Here we are. It's launch day for the space between your ears, a project of love and passion that I've wanted to do for months. And finally, this is the opportunity for me. Now, what happens with the show? It's simple. Part of it will be answering the question of what is my story? What is Brian Katie's story? And to me, the easiest way to explain a life for any person, not just mine, is you have to look at it as a tree. So the trunk, which leads top to bottom from the roots in the ground all the way up, the trunk is the lifespan of that person. It's the duration of your life. Meanwhile, all the branches and twigs that are growing off that trunk those are all the many different twists and turns that one takes through life. All the different adventures, all the different relationships you've had, all the different friendships you've had, the jobs you've had, the, the vacations you've taken, all of it. It's all the twigs and branches that come off of that one trunk. 
which would be your course of your life. Now, over the course of time with this show, I'll be giving first-person accounts of my journey from many different angles. Family relationships, what my life could have been if I stayed on a certain path that was laid out in front of me about 15 years ago, to feeling like I was being followed around by the Grim Reaper at certain points in my life, and there was just death all around me, um, as well as the methods I used to instigate the growth of my mental health issues, what root problems crept up over time. And I'm going to be very blunt, very blunt, very to the point, really no filter. And that's what I'm hoping to get from anyone with their feedback. I'm hoping people send comments, send questions, send their stories, and allow me to share them on the air so that not only can I grow from what you're providing, from your knowledge, your experiences, but help everyone else that's watching or listening to this grow and learn. Those, those, that's the big thing. So again, if you ever want to send comments, send your story, send questions, by all means, the email is brian.katie, that's B-R-I-A-N dot C-A-D-Y at godzillamedia.com, G-O-Z-I-L-L-A media.com. And I will leave that actually in the comments on the YouTube link right now. Send as long of an email, as short of an email, it doesn't matter. I'm up for whatever, and I'll openly, if you want me to, I'll discuss it on the air. If not, that's fine, too. If you just want to send me something because you want me personally to read it, and that's it, my eyes only, that's fine, too. But I'm also going to put this out there. I am not a doctor. I am not a psychologist. I do not have a PhD. I, as a Joe Schmo, normal, average, everyday person without any doctorate, I am no better than anyone else who has mental health issues or anyone, period, who doesn't have a doctor in the field. I'm no better than you. I'm no better than the guy next door. I'm no better than uh, the cashier at the grocery store you went to earlier today. Nobody. We're all the same in this. Now, some are going to have more experience with issues than others. But in the end, I'm, I'm no better. Doesn't matter what I've done in my life while I've been dealing with these issues. Doesn't matter that I had a radio career. Doesn't matter that I did sales. It doesn't matter that I worked at Rivers Casino. It doesn't matter that I have and still do sports announcing. I struggle with my issues just like anyone else who has depression. I struggle with my issues just like anyone else who has issues similar to depression. I'm no better or, or, or worse than that. And over the duration of this show's existence, I will continue sharing my story from many different angles, like I mentioned. And I will also bring on guests from all different walks of life to discuss their mental health stories. And that'll start next week, because I already have a guest set up. It's somebody that I worked with at one point during my radio career. I'm still good friends with to this day. And we've had some very personal moments with each other, we've been very open to each other about our issues in the past, and I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with them um, because I think it's going to be a very, very poignant episode. So please make sure you stay tuned for that next week. Um, other than that, I'm pretty sure that that wraps it up. That's not, that's everything I have. 
I gotta be honest, when I laid this all out, I wasn't sure if I was gonna cover more than 20 minutes, but I've somehow made this go about 45. So, hey, hey, cheers to me. Um, but that does it. Again, don't forget, uh, if you want to get more updates um, about future guests when shows are going live to either live to air or are being done pre-recorded and posted for your consumption, by all means, uh, follow me on Twitter at Brian Cady, B-R-I-A-N-C-A-D-Y. And then, of course, you can always email me uh, comments, questions, stories, anything you want. Brian.Katie at GodzillaMedia.com. Uh, with that being said, again, special thanks to Chris and his company, The Healing Meals, Inc., for being a part of this debut episode as the sponsor. And uh, until next time, next Thursday, about this time, 6-ish Eastern time, enjoy your upcoming week. And uh, I'll, check, I'll catch you all next Thursday. So uh, we'll get you at episode 2 of The Space Between Years. Bye, folks.